0: Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom.
0: Ex deus said Fugiancio deum Eus. let god arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face it's interesting to see where the culture is and i say culture not in the you know the eternal sort of religious religious sense where culture being what people believe but you know that sort of thing like pop culture where where the zeitgeist is This last week, I think, has been absolutely horrendous between this week and the week before for news that is just absolutely beyond the pale. On the one hand, it appears like people are finally being brought to justice. You know, you've got Hunter Biden finally indicted for at least one of the crimes. And then you've got, on the other side, the likes of people like Russell Brand. There's still the fact that Zelensky showed up and had a discussion in a bipartisan meeting with the United States House. Most of everything still seems to be going exactly according to the status quo. And most of you would probably agree that right now the status is not quo. So what are we to make of all this? Father Altman comes out and says, Francis is not the Pope. Bishop Athanasius Schneider comes out and says, "Eh, that's faulty thinking. Father Altman is obviously well-respected. And I don't think Bishop Schneider was actually coming out and attacking Father Altman directly. I think, in all honesty, if you've ever seen him in an interview, most of the people who have ever met him know that that was probably definitely not the case. Like, there's a non-zero chance that was the case, but it's a very, very tiny chance. Extremely tiny indeed. (sighs) I mean, people are talking about the Kennedy assassination now we've been talking about aliens and (laughs) that thing that they're purporting to be an actual alien in Mexico (sighs) yeah and all of that while the costs of goods and services are going through the roof and there's other skullduggery afoot regarding that too so what do you make so like what do you make of it? Well, some of it I'm not so sure about. Others of it, other parts of it, I most certainly am sure about. This is Caleb the mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Micae, l'Arcangale, defendenos proelio, contra nequitiamet insidias diamblias do praesidium. Impera til de precamur, tui princeps militae calestis, santana Maliosque spiritus malignos, che ad perditionem animarum perregantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Cor Iesu Sacratissimum miserere nobis, Mater Dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatis caralus idomo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Sancta Pius de Pietra, Pietra Clida, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende Facim tuum et salviérimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculado Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. It is remarkable. <laughs> what a world we live in today. I mean, there's everything that I mentioned, and then you also have like the Synod on Synodality. The war in Ukraine is still going on. For some reason, we're not coming up with the wherewithal to defund that. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey has apparently been arrested and charged. I might be, some details might be wrong on that one, but charged with bribery, corruption. I mean, if you believe it, apparently there was one news report I saw. They were talking about how he had cash stuffed in his jacket, just kind of stuffed there. He'd received bribes in the form of, get this, gold bars and cash and a car and a mortgage payment that apparently was being paid for him. I mean, it is ridiculous. And yet it somehow rhymes because senator bob menendez is of course of the same party as one former senator joseph robinette biden current president of the united states of america which i almost forgot there seems to be something out there there are people who believe and i don't i'll categorize it as one of those things that i personally will believe when i do finally see it but somebody seems to be of the opinion that Michelle Obama is somehow going to get thrown into the race in order to replace Joe Biden. Now, it's not impossible. They're saying roughly in August of next year, Joe Biden will have some sort of mishap. He'll be, you know, probably have another stroke. He might fall off a bicycle and, you know, be head injured or something might actually I mean legitimately might just die of old age. That's possible. And they'll take that opportunity to plug in Michelle Obama. Because if they got anybody besides Michelle Obama, I mean think about this. Gavin Newsom is standing there and he want he's waiting in the wings. He thinks he can he can do it. And let's be real, if anybody can get the Democrat machine behind him, it is most definitely Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom is like an evil Ken doll. He's pretty much perfectly perfectly political. He's got the perfect hair, the big evil smile, the soulless eyes, the perfect skin. He's got the pedigree. He is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi ostensibly. He is ostensibly a Catholic. And is the governor of California, which may or may not be the largest state in the union, depending on how good the exodus is operating. But I keep looking around, and this is actually probably, the so for those of you who are looking at politics, like, I'm looking at the theater of the whole thing, okay? I'm not going to cast a vote, because I'm also looking at the system, and we'll get to the system in just a second. But Gavin comes out in an interview and he says, basically, I think Kamala is actually the next one in line. Kamala Harris, next in line. And there are a lot of people who would be very angry if she gets passed over because she is currently the vice president. There are a lot of people in the Democrat party who would get very angry if she were passed over. And there are other people waiting in the wings for that one. Newsom and Kamala are probably the two most prominent. But there are there is a lot of rumbling in the Democrat Party. So what better way to answer the critics than to take someone from without, someone who's currently not participating in politics, and airdrop her in like a little paratrooper in order to save the day when Biden goes down. They could bring in Michelle Obama... And Kamala Harris will just have to back up because Kamala Harris may be whatever she thinks she is in the Democrat Party, but she is not Michelle Obama. And Gavin Newsom can be exactly who he is, and he will recognize he is not Michelle Obama. And Barack Obama, who's currently, obviously, been running the Biden administration for these last couple of years, can continue to operate the White House and continue to drive the government forward exactly as it has been. And the best part is, dear family, that everybody gets the appearance of a massive shakeup. It's new, it's real, it's got panache. And surely there has to be some substance behind that artifice. Except that it's Barack Obama's White House right now. Those aides, the press secretary, the cabinet, that's Barack Obama's cabinet. You know, sure, Valerie Jarrett appears to have stepped to the background once again in politics. But everybody else... Everybody else there, that's Barack Obama's cabinet. Those are his staffers. And it should have been... Do you remember, there was a video clip that went viral of a gala at the White House. And Joe Biden is walking around the room and he seems lost. And he's just looking around and he's just kind of meandering. He's not really... He's not talking to anybody. All of the people there, they're all engaged in their own conversations. And then he walks up to Barack Obama, who's in, who's engaged in conversation, and is standing there. And Barack Obama ignores him. It's like Biden doesn't exist. And the fact is, is everybody there wasn't there to see Joe Biden. They were there to see Barack Obama. It was an amazing video clip. It was the first time that I actually kind of felt bad for Joe Biden. Because here he is. He'd managed to go all this way, managed to do all of the things that you're supposed to do, whatever it was he was supposed to do. And he made it to the White House. And he made it to the White House. I mean, the most powerful man in the world, the so called leader of the free world. And he's meandering about a major White House event. And nobody, nobody is talking to him. And the White House, if you notice, after that, the White House, they got their stuff together. And now, despite the difficulty, they will go through the trouble of trying to wrangle the president and make sure that he gets to talk with the people who he needs to talk to. Despite the fact that he will, like he did at that at that uh, congressional c- Congressional Medal of Honor ceremony, Just walk the heck out, because he really doesn't know what's going on. He's not being treated like a baby. Nobody's babying the President of the United States, they said, protesting just a little bit too much. Now, do I have that much sympathy for Joe Biden? Short answer, no. You sold your soul. You wanted this path you sold your kid out, you broke your family apart your 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 whole family are a bunch of sick twisted freaks. Your only surviving son is a crack addict, a philanderer and a pederast. Your daughter, is emotionally scarred for all eternity and we all know it because we've heard the excerpt from her diary and despite the fact that you tried to pin the leaking of it on james o'keefe over at project veritas we all know it wasn't him it wasn't james o'keefe that exposed your sickness to the world You did. You made this bed. You spent a half a century in politics being a lying, cheating, extorting, opportunistic, vicious little mental midget of a man. But you wanted to be president of the United States, and now you are, and everybody could tell you have no business being there whatsoever. We all know it. We all can see it. The compassionate of us pity you. And the rest of us hate you. And you earned it. All of it. You managed to put all the pieces in place. You managed to be the one. You're the face of all of this wickedness, of the FBI's total corruption and utter, utter disgrace. You were the one in charge when they managed to strip off the mask and showed the sickness that was, that was rampant, that we all tried to... You know, we, we all tried to sort of shield our eyes and look away from it. We, we looked away from it in the aftermath of Waco. We looked away from it and we, and we tried to pretend that these guys were heroes and that they were doing the right thing and that they were fighting for justice and the American way and, and everything and apple pies and everything that we think we believe in. We didn't want to believe that these three letter agencies are the core reason why most of us suffer. We didn't want to think that it was that it was the CIA who killed JFK. But now that's the open question. And it's principally the open question, why Because they didn't just kill JFK. They didn't just kill John F. Kennedy. They killed Robert F. Kennedy. They didn't just kill Robert F. Kennedy. They killed Martin Luther King. They didn't just kill John F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy, and Martin Luther King. They killed Malcolm X. Again and again and again. They managed to put themselves in a position to foment these murders. You're like, but there's no evidence that the CIA killed Malcolm X. Everybody thinks it's the Nation of Islam. Pump the brakes. Hold that thought. Because if you believe that, then perhaps you forgot that the same organization that investigated the assassination of mlk and the assassination of malcolm x and the assassination of jfk and the assassination of rfk is the same organization that just so happened to not recall exactly how many of its agents were there present at january 6th and you say well caleb that couldn't possibly be the same people we're talking it's almost 40 50 years later Ah, uh, except it's the same ones who assassinated the Kennedys and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. It's the same people who put undercover operatives in agencies like the Proud Boys. It's the same people who today show up as a Gestapo troop. In front of a pro-lifer like mark hauck's home in order to arrest him in front of his children and hold his children up and keep them from leaving the house at gunpoint i think everybody forgot that that happened that they pointed their guns at at mark hauck's kids it's that same agency that did that it's that same agency that somehow managed to botch and not catch up with, and not actually, I mean, think about this for a moment. They can serve a subpoena to Alex Jones in a Hardy's drive through but they can't manage to stop somebody on an airplane from trying to light his underwear on fire, despite the fact that you had to get in the building, onto the airplane, past the chemical detectors, past the metal detectors, past the frisk, past all that other stuff, It's the same organization that botched the raid at Waco and killed 200 people. It's the same organization that leaked the tapes from Richard Nixon that got him canned after the Watergate incident. And think about this. Richard Nixon had found himself in a position where he had to resign over a burglary he did not direct. He didn't even know about it until after. It's the same agency that was founded by a guy who was a homosexual transvestite in the 20s, in the 30s. It's the same guy who was in bed with the mob for national security reasons. I mean, how do you think Jack Ruby got involved in the first place? They've always been intertwined. They've always been interlinked. It's always been that way. They didn't morph into the three letter agencies that they would eventually become back when they said, remember the main, uh, to hell with Spain, remember the main. But it's the same people. No, it couldn't possibly. Yeah, actually, it can be. It's 2023. And they can't find the guy who we have on video putting pipe bombs out in front of the Republican National Com- uh, Committee's office and 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 the Democrat National Committee's office. It's the same agency who can't seem to find them, but can manage to geo-position your freaking cell phone if you were within a half a mile of the Capitol and come knocking at your door. Oh, Mr. Mechanic, we we happen to have this triangulated data from your cell phone that you happen to be in the area around Washington, D.C. on January 6th. You still haven't found the pipe bomber. And now it would appear that more information is coming out that Timothy McVeigh For those of you who don't know, I mean, he's dead. He had, he did eventually get put to death. Timothy McVeigh may not have been alone. It's the same. I mean, think about this. What's his face in Las Vegas? The Vegas shooter. This dude is traveling with massive amounts of guns. We don't have, we don't have a motive. The red hat girl in. the trans the transgender who went in who went into a school and started shooting the place up. You know, she had the red baseball cap and the uh, and the shoes that seemed to change from one brand to another depending on what video clip you were watching. I mean they're the same ones who set up Donald Trump. They're the same ones who sent Scooter Libby to prison for five years because he couldn't remember. They're the same ones who managed to work their way and pushing and pushing themselves into a position to be able to indict the attorneys, the lawyers for the former president of the United States. If you weren't alive in the 1990s, there was a reason why the number one television show through most of the 90s was The X-Files. And if you've never heard of The X-Files, and I'm sure that at this point somebody may have not heard, like it's possible somebody out there has not heard of The X-Files. The X-Files was a television show about two federal agents, two FBI agents, investigating various things that were covered up, that were conspiracies, that were, you know, things that were wildly out there. And why was this the number one show? It came out at a height of distrust. And the funny thing about it is is if they tried to do something like the X-Files today, you can't make up what they would be investigating Because literally everything that they were investigating in the 90s has been in the news this year. The X-Files. What's the key thing with the X-Files? The truth is out there. It's all about aliens. What came out in the news this past week, week and a half? Apparently scientists in Mexico. Now granted, I don't buy it. I've seen the pictures. Biological organisms do not grow in straight lines. There's, there's a symmetry, but a lack of symmetry in biological organisms. A spine has a curve for a reason. Every biological organism on this Earth has a spine with a curve for a reason. And somehow this supposed alien, this desiccated alien corpse, has perfectly straight arms and legs and and a perfectly straight spine and is apparently housing 3 eggs that may or may not actually still be alive. Now, I can't speak to the extraterrestrial Bonnie and Clyde as to what they look like face to face. I've only seen the pictures. But I do know that anybody with a half modicum of special effects training could probably manage to make could probably manage to make These aliens, but make them in a manner that looks real. They come out and they got these things in a box and they're like, clearly you can see, blah, blah, blah. Well, clearly I can see that they're fake. That they look like pinatas. But I'll play your game for just a moment. Why are you on the news? Why are you out there in front of the whole world to see? How is that, in the age of high definition video, how is that on the news? And they supposedly released a bunch of x-rays and all that. And I, oh, Lord, have mercy. Ah. But Aliens is an episode from the X-Files. It's a lot of episodes in the X-Files. UFOs. A lot of episodes in the X-Files. Government conspiracies. A lot of episodes in the X-Files. I'm going to be blunt. The very next thing to come out in the news from the X-Files are miracles and apparitions. Angels and saints. Somebody's going to get the stigmata. Stigmata. Mark my words, in the next couple of within the next couple of years, during this synodum synodality, somebody is going to get the stigmata. It's going to be a really big deal. It's going to be all over it's going to be all over the place. Ha, ask ask me. Ask me how I know. If you guessed, it was a bunch of episodes in the X-Files. Ding 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 ding. You'd be correct. The news cycle in 2023, 2022, and 2021 can can be found on previous fiction television. Now, it's more than just the, the satire. You know, The Simpsons is a comedy. It's, you know, entertaining. It is also part and parcel satire. Satire is going to resonate with real crap eventually. It doesn't matter how outlandish the satire, eventually it's going to resonate, and you're going to look back at The Simpsons and you're going to go, oh my goodness, The Simpsons predicted this. They didn't. It was satire. Any casual observer, or professional observer of humanity, is eventually going to crack those jokes, and they're going to come true, part and parcel, exactly, exactly, because it's human nature. But The X-Files, I don't believe, was predictive programming because Hollywood's not that smart. When Hollywood engages in predictive programming, they come out with a movie about a pandemic set in 2024.
2: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
0: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: On a virus that breaks out like a half an hour before they release the movie. But was it COVID-23? I don't remember. Like, that's that's how Hollywood does predictive programming. The problem is... You, like, everybody talks about... And, and if you spend some time, like, surfing through the critics, especially, like, the YouTube-verse um, for, like, movie critics and stuff like that. In fact, actually, if you go to Spiritus.tv, the, the Census Fidelium television channel... On there you will find a a movie reviewer name uh, and a channel called OMB Reviews by a guy who calls himself Odin. And the guy's a Catholic and he reviews movies. And you will find in the reviews that the creative juices are gone. I don't I don't only believe that these people have lost their imaginations but i do believe in part that they've lost their imaginations they're incapable of actually writing a halfway decent script they can't do anything except for try and regurgitate a whole bunch of stuff and just sort of put a narrative to it even if they could even if you had the greatest most brilliant tolkien-esque c.s lewis type rudyard kipling level authors you couldn't do it. We can no longer write fiction. Because no sooner does somebody come out and say, Hey, we're going... I mean, what was what was that TV show? There was a TV show on Netflix called Altered Carbon. And it came out and it was very... I mean, you know, it was a degenerate television show. It was... Um, I don't... Honestly, legitimately, I don't recommend that you see it. But the concept... would be followed. The second season, I think it was the second, maybe third season of the show, came out, and then Elon Musk comes out and announces he's going to develop Neuralink. And if you're familiar with the show the minute Elon Musk came out and said we're developing neuralink and we're gonna, and it's going to be able to do x y and z and we ultimately want it to be able to interface with ai and it's here specifically so that you can um so that your brain can communicate with the rest of your body and like they're doing all of these things but you put a chip and a bunch of wires into your skull and then route it down to wherever the break is or wherever the neural degradation is in your body, and then you just sort of bypass that and then plug it in on the other side of the damage so that you can reconnect the brain. At the same time that we're talking about artificial intelligence and the World Economic Forum is talking about trying to encode the human mind to maybe make a digital copy of the soul and suddenly altered carbon where they basically take a meat sack and they they like your whole brain your whole consciousness is recorded in a chip in the back of your neck and they just take the chip out and they can plug it in anywhere else they can move it to any body and as soon as you plug it into that into that meat suit that body becomes the person in who is the with the person that's in the chip Elon Musk comes out and announces Neuralink, and for those of you who are unaware, it's, in its, it's well into its human trials, and we just have a hard time looking at science fiction and going, yeah, I can suspend my, di- I don't even have to suspend my disbelief. And to his credit, I mean, you know, he's building, you know, he's got SpaceX and he's building Starship and Starship, um, the simplest design actually is the Buck Rogers design that the Starship is. And I mean, let's be real. It's so thoroughly memeable imagery. You don't even have to go that far. You're like, oh, hey, wow, he's got the starship. And it's and it's a chrome rocket with fins that looks like something out of Buck Rogers. Like, how? Amazing. Ridiculously amazing. You look at it and you go, of course it is. And that's part of why everybody's looking across the world and they're going, Oh, we gotta be we, we have to be living in a simulation. We're not far from it. I mean Zelensky addressed the United Nations this week and in his audience, um, two thirds of the way across to the left hand of the screen, who's in the crowd? Volodymyr Zelensky. He's in the crowd listening to himself give the speech to the UN. Now, granted, I mean, that's Ukrainian propaganda so that you don't actually see that Zelensky's giving his address to an empty chamber. Maybe they should have took a half second, made sure he wasn't in the shot. I mean, that's where we are. And it's not like most of these people are competent. We just lost an F-35. Why? Because the pilot ejected, and apparently the airplane was on autopilot, and was perfectly com- capable of flying its own self. Hmm. Weird. And for those of you who are still listening to this, because you do care for care about most of this, God bless you, because you haven't reached the point where a lot of people are who can't even afford to listen to a free podcast. And that's going to be so much worse. You have cities like Los Angeles that have a rampant homeless population, and then you have the city of Houston, which has an encampment of quote-unquote refugees. The city of Houston, in its surrounding area, has an encampment of so-called refugees that has its own streets, its own alleys, its own buildings, and is larger than the District of Columbia larger than the city of Washington DC larger the bigger bigger than the capital for those of you don't, now for those of you who don't understand exactly how large this is because you did not know how large the capital is the capital is 10 miles by 10 miles square it is 100 square miles let me say that again 100 square miles There is a refugee, migrant, illegal immigrant, illegal alien encampment outside the city of Houston, Texas that is 100 square miles, 10 by 10. It really is ridiculous. You ever see the movie District 9? It's kind of like that, only not aliens. Like, not actual alien aliens. Our present is so far beyond parody, it's not even funny. And all of these prominent people, like that long list of politicians that I was mentioning, you think Menendez isn't a baptized Catholic? We know Joe Biden's a baptized Catholic. We know Nancy Pelosi's a baptized Catholic. We know most of the people in power are, in fact, baptized Catholics. A varying, you know, Jewish or whatever, or Protestant or or whatever other descent. It really actually doesn't matter but we do have a tremendous number of baptized catholics who are all pulling who are all pulling the levers and doing all of the most dastardly things. And if it wasn't for the episcopalian orange man and the Hindu runner up, Vivek Ramaswamy, I don't honestly think he's going to make it. But I don't think DeSantis is going to make it either. And here's where it's going to get really entertaining. If they do, like I said before, and they parachute drop Michelle Obama in, Trump doesn't win either. I mean, forget about if they manage to put together a machine that completely overturns the Democrat voting machine that completely obliterated the 2020 election. Forget about if they do manage to to beat that. The fact is, if they drop Michelle Obama in, she'll win. Because it's plausible. At that point, all they got to do is say, people like Michelle Obama better than they like Donald Trump. And most people will say, okay, yeah, probably. And there will be people who are out there crying foul. True. But they didn't close the loopholes. They didn't fix the legal problems. They didn't. I mean, John Fetterman just won against Dr. Oz. And whether or not Dr. Oz is actually, like, was actually a good candidate, he's not a vegetable. He was out there talking about how inflation was hitting the people. He was in the supermarkets. Yeah, he was grabbing things like kale. He was in the organic sections, but he was talking about inflation. He was talking, I mean, he was committed to the actual issues themselves, and then he got beat by a stroked-out, abscess-on-the-back-of-his-neck mongoloid like John Fetterman. And I'm going to be honest with you. I believe that the reason why they ran Fetterman in the first place was to prove the system so that the people who were putting together, who were putting together, like everybody who put put together all these things and they're like, okay, are we sure we're going to be able to do the same thing in 2024 that we did in 2020? Is that going to work? And somebody said, hold my beer, watch this. I'm gonna put a vegetable, I'm going to put a ham sandwich against Dr. Oz. We're gonna put him with a D after his name. We're gonna put him out there in a hoodie and cargo shorts. We're gonna show that he can't talk. And we're gonna have him win win. And it was the proof. If they want to try and plausibly deny it, they'll run Michelle Obama. I don't know where they're going to get the support from. I don't really think anybody's going to want to fly an Obama flag again. They're not going to base the campaign on hope. We all know they're full of crap. If they want to hide it, that's what they'll do. If they want to make it look real, they'll do that. If they know for a fact they've got it locked in and they don't care, and i got to be honest with you, in a country that still has all of its 400 million guns, they're probably not going to go that full. I mean, they go pretty ham. But you do something like you did in 2020, and you make it obvious in 2024, bro, it's going to be a reckoning. And yet, for some reason, I suspect that they will. So, Caleb, you say, you spent almost 45 minutes talking about how crazy the world is. You said that you had a way forward. Well, I have good news, and I have bad news. The good news is I do, in fact, have a way forward. The bad news is it's not what you think. For those of you who have been listening to the podcast, you know exactly where all of these podcast episodes end up. After I get done slamming everybody for all of the craziness that's going on, everybody who's pulling the craziness. After we talked about the crackhead President's son. After we talked about how Trump is just a normie. He's just a normal American dude who happens to be a billionaire. After we get done talking about don't put your hope in all of these people, what do we talk about? What do I say? What do we shift gears to? what could possibly be the way f- forward if you said the rosary if you said prayer if you said focusing on the status of your the 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 condition of your own soul and the souls of those around you you would be correct if you said say your prayers do penance fast you would be correct you would have chosen correctly as to what the solution is. Because the fact is, is the economy is going to collapse. I thought for sure they were gonna have it ready to wheel out by the close of this calendar year. I am now not quite so sure. They got the FedNow system in, but I have not seen any kind of movement in the central bank digital currency in the digital dollar. What I have seen indicates to me that they have not drummed up the level of panic, yet, that they need to justify moving. You're like, seriously? We haven't developed that level of panic yet? No. Argentina has a 10% inflation rate every month. Their their money is 10% less valuable. 10%. Think about that, 10% less valuable. Have you ever seen those exponential decay curves? Because that's what Argentina is looking at. You take $100 to a bank in Argentina, especially if you can find one of the coves, and they'll give you a suitcase full of cash for that $100 bill, because that is the actual exchange rate. It's about a suitcase full of cash for that $100 bill. Well, we have a little bit of a problem, dear family. Our paychecks are measured in that cash our cash is worth more than most of the rest of the world Europe notwithstanding that won't last long Britain not notwithstanding with the pound again also won't last long they're ahead of the power curve on uh, 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 they're in front of us on this Dear family, you actually need to prepare to be trading in Russian rubles or Indian rupees or yuan, you know, the Chinese renminbi. Because that's what's coming. Oh, but we could trade in gold. Good luck. We can trade in silver. Good luck. It's not to say that gold and silver don't retain their value. They obviously do. They're gold and silver. It is the gold standard for a reason. But let's take a quick trip back to the medieval era, when people paid each other with coins. You don't think that's going to be a little bit cumbersome, a little bit difficult? You don't think it's going to get a little bit hairy when you're trying to get exact change when you're negotiating prices? You don't think things are going to get a little bit, you know, off? Like, well, I, I've, got my, I've got my investment in gold and silver and bullets. And I'm telling you that bullets will probably be a more acceptable currency usable to pay debt here shortly than gold or silver. Why am I talking about the barter economy? Didn't you just get done talking about the central bank digital currency? Surely there's got to be some form of electronic transaction. Fam, you're listening to Radio Free Catholic. Radio Free Catholic where a psychotic and slightly angry mechanic who considers himself a traditional Catholic who is stuck walking around in the modern world while having a completely medieval worldview is talking to you about things that are obviously true. Now, I'm in no danger of going back to prison, to be sure. This isn't a big enough podcast for that to happen. But I can read the writing on the wall when they finally get around to going after Russell Brand. And they went after him hardcore. Like they, like Alex Jones got sued to high heaven. And Russell Brand got me too They hit him below the belt because they really, really felt his betrayal. And all he did was wake up to their BS, wake up, he woke up to the lies. He hasn't found the truth yet, but he has awakened to that which is a lie. The things that are obvious lies, the things that contra that he can no longer bring himself to do the mental gymnastics required to hold the two contradictory thoughts in his own mind. Now he hasn't done the hard work on figuring out who the truth is. He hasn't done that, but you can tell that it's kind of swelling up. It's sort of bubbling up in the back of his mind. And part of the reason is because while he has come a long way from the drug addled, alcohol swilling, sex addled crazy man that he was 10 years ago, he hasn't really fully reformed yet. His metanoia is not quite complete. And the thing that's most funny about it is I think that what they're doing to him is going to push him faster. Shia LaBeouf was on an was on a what's the word? A meteoric crash that was gonna land him dead and in hell. And then they asked him to play Padre Pio. And you can say a lot about Shia LaBeouf. Oh, we're not really sure if he's really converted yet. We'll check back in. We'll check back in. We'll see. But I suspect that Shia LaBeouf is going to look back at his portrayal of Padre Pio in about five, maybe ten years, if it's even that long. He's going to look back, and he's going to look at that, and he's going to go, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Maybe I should not have done that. Maybe I Maybe maybe I stepped a little wrong." We'll see. We shall see. that'll be what lets us know if in a couple of years he looks back at his portrayal of, of Padre Pio and he goes you know I'm not so sure that Padre Pio would have done this I'm not sure so sure that I played that right I know the director had a particular intent and the producers and this and that and the third but maybe this wasn't quite right maybe I should not have and if he dials that in great And I hear a lot of things about Mel Gibson, but I don't hear a lot of things from Mel Gibson. He's picking his battles better. Shia LaBeouf would probably do the same thing. Bishop Strickland has been swinging for the fences. He's got a letter out. I'm going to do a podcast episode on that letter. He, He he released one of the letter one of the recent letters he's released. I'm going to do a po- podcast episode on that on that letter because he beautifully beautifully gorgeously swings for the fences with that letter. It's I think in all honesty it's probably one of the most beautiful pastoral letters I've ever read. Like legitimately beautiful. Oh, I forgot about Fa- Father Altman. At some point we got to mention that. Father Altman comes out and says Bergoglio's not the Pope, I would argue that you have to be Catholic to be the Pope, and I don't think the Pope I don't think Francis is Catholic. I think he's a communist. He's as much as said so. I don't have to like I don't have to look at anybody else saying stuff about Francis. I can listen to Francis, and he has himself said that when he looks at Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. It's through a communist lens he sees Christ as a communist. Why is he why is he so cozy with the with with China? Why is why is there a sino-vatican agreement and blah blah blah? Well, he said when he reads about our Lord, when he contemplates Christ, he sees Christ as a communist. So, of course he's going to get in bed with the Chinese Communist Party. Of course he's going to line up with the World Economic Forum. Of course he's going to do all of those things. And I'm going to be blunt, it doesn't really take it, like, at that point, I don't have to go any further than his word. I don't even actually have to pass judgment. I don't have to say Francis is a heretic. He has declared himself a communist, and I know you cannot be communist and Catholic. A Catholic is not a communist. A communist is not a Catholic. A Taken to the extreme, the extremes of Catholicism, you get to heaven. Taken to the extreme, the extremes of communism, you create hell on earth. This isn't a difficult thing for me. I will not have... I have this tiny little podcast... There's not a point where I'm going to be standing in front of Pope Francis to be able to tell him, Papa, repent. But, I have a rosary. We have things like the Ember Days. What's the point of the Ember Days? It's fasting and penance for the sake of holy priests. To atone, in part. the sins of bad priests but to pray and entreat god for holy priests and that the priests that he does have if they are wayward that he would turn them back to the faith that he would make them into good priests the ember days are for priests Francis is a priest. I don't have to get and To my set of acontist friends out there, I don't have to get into the weeds with you. Nothing Francis says will ever directly affect me unless he tries to shut down the Latin Mass with the Society of St. Pius X. How far away are we from that? Not very far away. But, until then... I don't have to worry about it. Until then, all I have to do is to kind of lay the groundwork and I'm slowly working on it, lay the groundwork to make sure that I do what I can to get my bishop, the one who is actually the ordinary of this region, to either show his cards as a dirty nasty modernist or to be faithful to the, or or to be true to the one holy catholic and apostolic church and to confirm us in the faith now do i think that's going to work no because he accept because francis already accepted the last bishop's retirement i'm pretty sure this bishop doesn't want to get strickland but we'll see Part of how this all turns out depends on what actually happens to to Bishop Joseph Strickland. We'll see. Is this going to be the fulfillment of prophecy? Could be. What this currently is the fulfillment of is 1990's conspiracy theory television. Like, legitimately, the stuff that used to be fiction in the 90s. That's what today is. God help us all. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.